Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hang on to your balls. It's time for the Horror Hangout Podcast. Welcome to the Horror Hangout, a podcast where two bearded film fans watch the 50 best horror movies ever and talk about them. My name is Luke Condor with a K and I'm joined by Mr. Ben Errington. And today we have our resident zombie and Day of the Dead expert. Uh, he studied uh, zombie studies at the Zombie University. His name is Dom Biddle. How's it going, Dom? Hey. <laughs> no worries. Uh, so, um, Dom, why don't you tell us, first of all, like, uh who who are you and why why we should listen to your zombie uh knowledge um so as you said yeah i i graduated from the zombie university um <laughs> yeah i don't know i i like zombie films i like uh i like horror films but i particularly have a love for uh george a. romero's yeah kind of trilogy you know the ones that started uh yeah. what zo- zombies are today yeah and so, um, how young were you when you first saw your first zombie film? Uh, five, five, six. <laughs> no, I think I think it would have been when I was in in secondary school. I probably watched Dawn of the Dead when I was about thirteen or fourteen. I think it was on TV one time. Yeah, and I I stumbled across it, as I think a lot of horror fans say. You know, they were watching something on TV and yeah, yeah. Uh, a film that they didn't expect pops up. Um, the first one I saw was the one where the zombies talked, and I thought that's what zombies were for a long time. Which one is that? Um, well, the one where, um, the zomb- where the zombies talked? Yeah. That might be Return of the Living Dead. That's, which yeah, is... Return of the Living Dead, that's right, yeah. yeah. Um, and it's like that whole... Um, uh, is that where we're coming to get you, Barbara, is from? Uh, Night of the Living Dead. Okay. So, okay. so the other day we were talking about um, Army of Darkness and how weird that is you know yeah, when yeah. the sequel naming and evil dead and um it gets really weird really weird with the the night of stuff because there was a bunch of unofficial sequels oh okay so return of the living dead is like a horror comedy where they talk and is unrelated to the original yeah. films and then there's also uh zombie 2 which is the italian like lucio forti's one yeah which is Called Zombie Two because Night of or De- Dawn of is is another one. It's crazy. Yeah, it, it it's really weird. So, so yeah. there's no zombie. There's no Zombie One then. No, it's referring to Dawn of the Dead, which is ah, right, okay. sometimes called Zombie in Italy. I think. Oh, is right, it okay. is it similar to the film Troll Two, where there's no actual <laughs> yes. troll, yeah. but it's called Troll Two for some there's bizarre no reasons? Because people think actually, if it's a if it's a sequel to something, it's probably it's probably half, half decent, you know. So yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never watched that. If you yeah. guys, I'm sure you guys have, but that's that's the worst movie in the world, right? I um, watched a documentary about it, and it was really interesting. It was really, yeah, really yeah. Fun. What's that documentary called? Best worst movie? Is that right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so last week we talked about um, I've forgotten already. What the hell did we talk? Oh yeah, cat people. 
And um, this week we're talking about number 44 on the list. We're talking about Day of the Dead from 1985, which is why we have a zombie expert on. Uh, So, (laughs) Ben, do you want to tell us a bit about what Day of the Dead is? Yeah, yeah, sure thing. Uh, Day of the Dead is a 1985 American horror film written and directed by the legendary George A. Romero and the third film in Romero's Dead series being preceded by Night of the Living Dead from 1968 and Dawn of the Dead 1978. Um, And a brief synopsis is about a small group of military officers and scientists who dwell in an underground bunker as the world above is overrun by zombies. Yeah, so this is what the um, the clever people over at uh, Empire have to say. Uh, George Romero originally conceived this as the Gone with the Wind of horror movies before Slash Budgets swiftly torpedoed his dreams of a zombie epic. No matter, the doyen of the undead merely served up another chewy allegory for humanity's doom laden with gory moments enhanced by Tom Savini's ma- my God, he wrote this magisterial makeup <laughs> designs. Following on from the Dawn of the Dead, with the world in the grip of a full-scale zombie infestation, the survivors head south, in practically every sense, to a bunker in a swampy corner of Florida. There, a crazed doctor tries to turn the shufflers, including the iconic Bob, played by Sherman Howard, back into productive members of society. The subtext, again, is clear. The zombies are the least of our problems in a world driven by violence and greed. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes give it 82%. It's got a 7.2%. 7.2 out of 10 on Metacritic. And Roger Ebert, you have to tell me what you think about this, but he only gave it 1 out of 5. 1.5 out of 4. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Roger, his rating system is off the wall. Yeah. But uh, I, I read it, and like, he, he said it was about, to do with the acting. He wasn't convinced by the actors, mm. which is a, I do have a bit of a problem with like a couple of the acting uh, performances there, but we'll talk about that a bit more. Um, in our little Facebook group, uh, Edward Harvey said, it's a good addition to the Romero classics, but my favourite is still the original Night of the Living Dead. Um, so, what do you? What did you guys think? What did you? I mean, Dom, you've seen this what uh, a million, two million yeah. times, <laughs> <laughs> quite a few times. Cool. Um, I mean, Ben, is this the first time you've seen this? Uh, no, no, I've seen this. I've seen this several times, but this is the first time I've probably seen it in quite a number of years. I think I remember seeing it in a, probably in a similar way. So, uh, Dom, you said, was it Dawn of the Dead you saw, just like stumble across on TV? Yeah, my, yeah. My, I think the first one I ever saw was was Day of the Dead, just stumble across it on TV, because I just I remember, in similar vein to you, Luke, just Bub talking, and, you know, the, while obviously in terms of the Dead series, that was like quite, that was new ground, it was treading new ground, one, it was because it was one of the first zombie films I ever, I ever saw, I also thought that zombies were kind of, could talk or could be taught to talk. Mm. Uh yeah, yeah, but I remember being pretty freaked out by this uh, when I when I was when I was young. I think it's quite a, quite a claustrophobic film, isn't it? Yeah, and I yeah. think that sort of that element really sort of like resonated with me when I was younger, and yeah, it definitely got under my skin. I think. Yeah, this is the first time we've watched, um, and Kat, Kat watched it with me as well. I was telling Dom earlier we watched it, and I was literally saying, "Oh my god!" out loud, like mainly to do with the the special effects. They're so like, even by today's standards, they're so gruesome. Um, but yeah, they're I, really they're really good. Yeah, yeah. I um I feel like I missed out because I haven't I've never saw this film growing up. I always knew about people would always talk about Bub, but I'd just be like, oh yeah, he's the clever one, right? <laughs> I I knew, I knew like the, I knew what they were talking about. I just didn't know. I just hadn't seen this film. Um, but I really this is the most enjoyed. This is the most. This has been the film I've enjoyed watching the most so far. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. definitely it's definitely an enjoyable one, especially all the stuff with Bub. You know, is is pretty amazing. Yeah, I would have loved I would have loved some real good fleshed out Bub backstory, and I'm sure I'm sure there is some like in a in fan fiction or like a comic yeah, someone's somewhere. Written it. Someone's definitely yeah. written it. But uh, have you guys ever seen the film Fido, uh, which is about it's years ago I saw it, but it's basically about a domesticated zombie who is almost kept like a pet and like a house servant. It's like a bit, it's a comedy. Um, I can't remember how many years it came out, but it yeah. reminded me a lot. It reminded me a lot of that, sort of going back to it after after seeing that fighter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, Dan, what did you think about this when you watched this? But uh, you watched it twice before you did this recording, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so I hadn't, I hadn't watched it for a few years. Um, and I thought, okay, I'll watch it, watch it once through uh as a refresher and then i went back through and i, I was like okay i'm gonna look at this with a uh eye. 
Yeah, critical eye. <laughs> um, I so I like it a lot more this time around, actually, um, because when I first watched it, it was after um, after seeing Dawn of the Dead, which I really instantly loved. Um, like Ben said, it was kind of too intense and claustrophobic and dark and like the characters are just so oppressively like awful in, yeah. in the film um, <laughs> that I really didn't enjoy it um, the first time round. Um, Did it give you a bit of a headache so- the first time you watched it? Like there's the whole uh, scene um, where Rhodes is just shouting for about yeah. half an hour. I'm just like, oh my God. Like and, I could and, see his face reddening, and my vein was popping up on my head, and I was like, "Oh my lord, I can't! I don't know how much I can do this." And then everyone barely, started dying. <laughs> fairly early in the film, uh, there's Rickles and the other one. You know the yeah. two, and they're just kind of like cackling. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's it's just it's horrible. You know, you you can really imagine that kind of person, and it's just like yeah. I don't want to be stuck deep underground with these. Douches. Oh, God, yeah. Imagine, yeah. imagine being douches. with those guys. All all of the military guys were just. So so head doing. It was just like, oh god, just just be quiet for five five minutes. Yeah, this is one of my problems with the film. Actually, I did feel like it was like, oh, they're army people. They're all dickheads, obviously. Yeah. But then again, I've remembered like um, Miguel. He's mm. he is one of those guys, but he's not like that. He's he's more normal, I guess. Well, he's mental, but he's more normal. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, so the key players in the film, um, we've got Dr. Sarah Bowman, who I guess is our main character. Um, I don't know if that's really true, because she doesn't really, um, she almost called her the protagonist of the story, because she doesn't really change, she doesn't really go through much of a journey, does she? Uh, but she's the one we sort of, we start the film with her, and we end the film with her. Um, so she, her, her whole thing, she's a doctor, and she's trying to reverse the process, and she's trying to save the world. We've got, as mentioned before, Private Miguel Salazar, he's the only like nice person who's an army man, uh, he's, he's kind of losing his mind um, throughout the film. He's, he's he just gets worse and worse. Um, he's OTT. He he's is OTT. OTT yeah. uh, Bill McDermott and and just just a guy called John. That's their, like he hasn't got a surname in any of the credits. <laughs> I can see. He's just called John. Uh, they play like the good guys who are neither doctors or army folks, but they're sort of um, they're Sweden, I guess, in this. Um, and then we've got <laughs> Dr. Matthew Frankenstein Logan, who's the mad scientist um, who has no moral sense of what to do with dead people other than cut them up and use them as treats uh, because he has, there has to be a reward. There has to be a reward. And um, then you've got Henry Rhodes, Captain Henry Rhodes, who's the sort of dictator. Um, he's just taken command of his uh, troops under the ground because the, I think the former commander dies right at the beginning or something. I didn't really catch that bit. Uh, but then Henry Rhodes, he's the guy who's just shouting like all the time, I just could yeah. not get over that. Um, one man power trip. He's yeah. he's 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 got the power, yeah. and suddenly he's going on that one man power trip, and he's just yeah. brazen with it. Oh, oh, sorry, and Bub as well. Uh, he's the uh, zombie who's learning to uh, do tricks. I guess maybe 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 Bub's the protagonist. You know, sort sort of, sort of. He's definitely a main character. He he defeats the bad guy. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I was rooting for Bub. I was rooting for Bub all the way through. You know, I wanted him. I wanted him to be there. I wanted to be saying stuff. Yeah. Who was uh, salute? Yeah, salute was amazing. So, who's your dumb? Who's your favorite character in this um, cadre of peeps? Uh, I mean, Bub is incredible. Um, his performance. I don't know the guy who plays Bub, but it's pretty. I don't know. It's very, very different to what we'd. We've seen in other zombie stuff, I think. Yeah. Uh, maybe, um, yeah, Fido. I haven't seen it, but I remember seeing the trailer. Maybe that tried to do that same thing of bringing back humanity to them. But I think Bob's was pretty great. I other think... than that, I really like um, John and Billy Boy. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. <laughs> John, John, just John. Um, I, I feel like uh, Bob, the character, the actor who played Bob, had like more nuance in his eyes. Than like the rest <laughs> of the cast. There's a bit where like yeah. he puts the headphones on the Walkman, and I'm just like, wow, that's, that's pretty good. <laughs> but I'm not too sure if it was pretty good. I'm just seeing it like as opposed to like all the shouting. <laughs> so most of this film is shouting. I'm just, it's just unbelievable. Yeah, it kind of like it. I can appreciate what they were trying to represent. Like they're trying to represent a close knit group of people trying to survive, falling apart, desperate, 
not knowing what to do, but it yeah. was just because we didn't really witness. You didn't necessarily witness anything from beforehand yeah. with the other guy who was like the the captain or or whoever when when he was in charge. Yeah, because obviously because obviously um one of the other doctors says that when he was in charge, I mean he was he was a teddy bear in comparison to uh to Rhodes. So we didn't really get to see that. We just kind of just see it going crazy. Like were there all the other military military guys? Yeah. This this intense as well before. Just we really gone. do dive into it as it's already fallen apart. Yeah, yeah. He uh, it felt like like he was doing a wrestling promo for like most of the film. <laughs> <laughs> like he was just flexing intensely. Although to be fair, so so if we get into the story, um I would I would say that that first scene that, that does take quite a long time when they're sort of defining this is my law now. I did find that quite tense. Um I just felt like the performance could have been a bit more nuanced and a bit more up and down to it. So we so the film opens with a dream sequence um that I thought was pretty good. Um it's where the doctor, I forgot the name already, uh, Sarah is like ticking off days on a calendar or something like that and as she goes to tick one off, a load of zombie hands reach out of the wall. And we get our first sort of jump scare. Um, and then it cuts to... Does everybody know where they are? I know they're in Florida, but like... Yeah, yeah, they're like somewhere in the deep... Well, they say in the deep south, don't they? Like Florida. Uh, yeah, it doesn't really say too much, does it? Do we see anything from when we see the town? And obviously all the zombies sort of coming out? I'm not too sure. I, I, want, no, I do wonder sort of if like, Florida. I do wonder if like um, some Americans who live there would know just by looking at it. But um, what? So they're they're looking for survivors. So we've got uh, Dr. Sarah Miguel, who's the crazy um, army man, and then we've got our two uh, Billy Boy and John, and they're out looking for survivors. I guess um, they just start they land the helicopters yeah. and start shouting for people. Is it survivors they're looking for? Are they looking Is for that... more more zombies to to kind of like for Doctor Logan to well, slice up and experiment on? I don't know. We get some great zombies during this sequence, yeah, yeah. don't we? We get some, we get some great zombies. Obviously, the with the t- the title zombie with like half a face missing and a big yeah, horrible yeah. tongue hanging out. I mean that that's great. I mean that like that is as good as anything we've got in like modern zombie effects, really, isn't it? Yeah, I don't I don't watch The Walking Dead, so I, I don't are the effects good in The Walking Dead. Or? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. Do you watch The Walking Dead, Dom? No, I watched a bit of the first series, but I yeah. kind of gave up on it. Yeah. Well, what they're kind of doing, like every few episodes, they'll throw in a really, really good zombie creature effect, like someone who's like bloated, has been like in the water for ages, or someone who's just like in half or something ridiculous. Most of them are yeah. pretty standard, but yeah, we've seen half the half face guy. We've seen we've seen him in The Walking Dead as well, and that looks just as good. There is actually a homage to Bub in one episode of The Walking Dead. I think it might be series four. Uh, basically, they they're in like an underground tunnel. And it just 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 focuses on a zombie for a few seconds, um, and he's dressed exactly the same as Bub, and he's got like a collar around his neck. Yeah, okay. <laughs> but it is it is an official an official homage as well. Yeah, uh, yeah. But there's a, there's another bit as well, I think, where there's a zombie rolls out of bed, rolls out of bed, and all his guts fall out. Which uh, oh yeah, that's that's pretty horrific scene in this as well. Yeah. So <laughs> so they're looking for survivors. Miguel starts shouting for for them, and then like within about. A minute, there's like a whole horde of zombies and one alligator chasing, like running towards them, or like <laughs> an alligator with his mouth tied up. You can really, I didn't see that. Yeah, he's definitely got it like bound to, oh, so right. not to bite the extra. I did wonder, is he a zombie alligator? Like, I, I kind of figured if he wasn't, they'd be trying to eat him. Oh, hmm. yeah, we didn't really, we didn't really get into that, do we? No, I like to I like to think he was, yeah. Yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. I don't know whether there's precedent in uh, in the films for zombie animals. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was trying to think if there is any zombie animals in any zombie film. But, uh, Train to Busan opens with that deer. Uh, that's the only one yeah. I can really think of. Is he zombified? Yeah, in, yeah. Uh, zombie dogs yeah. in Resident Evil. Oh uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Just about and and uh, Resident Evil out, outbreak. They end up in a they end up in a zoo, don't they? In one of the <laughs> sections. I yeah, think there's like yeah. a zombie elephant, like zombie lions and shit, monkeys, zombie giraffe. <laughs> zombie giraffe. With a big fluffy neck. That is horrible. That's that's pretty terrifying. Have you, have you played Outbreak, Dom? Mm, is that the PS2 one? Yeah. The, yeah, yeah. What, was, what was the new one called, uh, Ben? I thought we were talking about that one. The very new new. Was it 
Seven. Oh, what? Just Resident Evil 7, yeah? Resident oh. Evil 7, Biohazard. I had like a Biohazard, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, okay, yeah, so then they realise that there ain't no survivors in Florida or wherever they are. And then they get the helicopter out and they go back to a little bunker. Um, and then they get out. Miguel slaps Dr. Sarah <laughs> for some reason. And then within a second, he says, I'm sorry, and then hugs her. Um, and then we go down into the bunker and we see, we get like an idea of where the rest of the film is from which is going to take place. There is one, two, three, four sections to the, the bunker. Uh, so there's the, the mess room, which is where they all eat together. There's the, um, and that's where the army people hang around. There's a lab sort of section where Dr. Frankenstein cuts people up and uh, experiments on zombies and stuff. There's a little caravan where uh, John and Billy Boy hang out. And then there is... Yeah, so there's a there's a place where they store all of the zombies for testing, and so we go down here. M- Miguel, uh, I think he maybe lies down or has a nap or something because he's completely lost it now. Um, and then Doctor Frank, they, they need more zombies or something, so they try to get some out um, of this little uh, <laughs> I don't know what you call it, uh, little pen, little pen, pen, or pen or yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then they give like. As part of that process, they, they kind of hook him around the neck and they give it to Miguel. And Miguel being sort of weak and I think he slept, not slept or something. Uh, and he lets it lets it go. Uh, zombie gets away, but they, they kill him and it's all okay. Um, but then, and then what happens? I, I, I why, why, did, why did they give Why did they give the hook to Miguel at that particular point? I mean, he's off his nut. But they, so he's clearly he's clearly off his nut. Doctor Sarah wanted it, and then he was like, "I'd rather give it to a, a man." <laughs> I think that was like part of the the politics underlying here. Oh yeah, that is yeah. right. That is right. Yeah, you're right. So not only are the mili- military guys like pompous, they're sexist as well. Yeah, very sexy. God damn it, steel. Oh, sexy. I was going to say I blade. Said, I said I sexist. I think his name blade, but it's I think it's steel. Steel and Rickles. Steel. Steel and oh, Rickles. Ludicrous name. Yeah. He's given himself that nickname. <laughs> He's gone from now on. From now on, yeah. call me Steel. Oh no, no, we don't want to. We'll just call you a normal name, Dave. Steel. From now I, on, it's funny because in this I, zombie apocalypse world, I'm Steel. It's funny because I know a guy who calls himself Blade. I don't know who gave him that. I don't think anyone gave him that nickname, but he just says call me Blade, and his name's Dave or something like that. And do, do you commit to calling him Blade? Yeah, well, I was just why everyone knows him as. He's You're not. He's, he's not in my age group. He's <laughs> he's like my uncle's friend or something. Like he's oh, an, old, right. an older guy. And Does I'm, he carry a carry a blade? There's got to be a story there. Yeah, there's got to be. I've no idea, but this was in the time, like, because I went on holiday with my family, and then it was like a big family one, and there was like friends of family there as well, and Blade, and, this, and they were like, this is Uncle Chris, this is Blade. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, Are you terrified? Well, I've been a big Just fan of He has two this. swords on his back. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was expecting, like, uh, Wesley Snipes to, to rock up, but it's just Blade <laughs> in his Manchester United t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> You'd think he'd support like Sheffield United or something. Yeah, they're the Blades, by the way. Football, football, football. Um, so so then we're in the, the mess hall, which is like the big lunch area. Uh, so we this is where we we first introduced to uh, Rhodes. He's like, "This is my town, guys. I'm running this joint." He says it a bit more aggressively than that, though. And see, uh, <laughs> uh, what happens? So. So he's mad because he doesn't think that the scientists are really doing anything. Uh, they're not sure why they're even there looking after these scientists. They're not sure why they're risking their lives. And, and a lot of them are dying, sort of getting these zombies out of these pens and uh, bringing them new test subjects and stuff, which is sort of fair enough. I can understand that. Like, um, they're basically giving up their lives for something that they don't even believe in or they're not even sure about. Um, Dr. Susan... Is like, uh, is it nice? No, Dr. Susan, is it? It's like Sarah. Dr. Sarah <laughs> is like, Dr. Um, Susan. Um, we're, we're making progress. And then Dr. Frankenstein comes in and he's like the mad scientist dude. Again, a bit of a uh, caricature of a character. Um, I like to think of him as like dark timeline Emmett Brown. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that definitely works. And his hair, like, uh, it's almost purposefully uh, messy. It's like completely yeah. flat on one side and like spiked out on the left hand side. And it's like they've gone, this is what mad scientists look like. 
Let, and he never ever washes himself. Like his hands are perpetually <laughs> bloody. Yeah. Blood. <laughs> yeah. Just give him a rinse. Just give him a quick yeah. rinse before you come out. But no, yeah. he's just c- c- covered in blood constantly. Yeah, the work we're doing is fine. It's great. Cover yeah. Edso in blood. Yeah. And, he, and he's like, I need some. F- where's, the, where's the food? He just starts shouting for food because, like, he's, I think he's on the autistic spectrum, perhaps. I don't know. But he's like, uh, <laughs> he's just expecting food and um, the, the, Road is like, look, man, we're not giving you no food. Um, tell us what, what you're doing in there. And then he's like, um, Dr. Frankenstein says, like, we made some great progress. Come and have a look, and I'll show you the progress. And then um, then you'll see him. You'll want to, like, continue doing the work for us and all that kind of thing. Um, but then, wait, what, something big happens here. I'm, I'm completely missing it. What happens? So... There's that kind of standoff between yeah. Sarah because she uh, she basically says I'm I'm done with this nonsense and wants to leave. And then yeah. he is that he orders the other guy to to point the gun at her. Yeah, he basically tells her to sit down or I'm going to shoot you. Well, I'm not going to shoot you. My mate's going to shoot you, which yeah. is uh, yeah, pretty respectable, you know. Yeah. The more I think about it, the more like this has like uh, incredible like Vietnam War sort of like. Uh, parallelisms all the way through um so she says okay i'll sit down and then um and then do we meet bub pretty much straight after that do the whole salute thing yeah yeah i think it's around about now yeah i think we i think we get i think he just he just shows road some of the progress he's made with bub um and some of the uh some of the things he's kind of taught him to do is this when he like shows him the phone and Oh, actually, yeah. Before before we get to Bub, we get that we have that shot of um, well, Sarah goes in to see the work that that Frankenstein's doing, and it's like our first um, autopsy thing, and and uh, yeah. he pulls uh, the sheet yeah. back, and it's that brain, and that was the thing that I I'd forgotten about until I rewatched it this time, and, and it suddenly like came back to me. It's like oh, this is hot. Like that one particularly gets me. Because so, like you can see the back of his head still yeah. there with some hair on it. It's horrible. You can like see the brain stem going into the spinal cord. Yeah, it's gruesome. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah, yeah. Cool. And there was like some disposed of body just like on the ground, wasn't there? And it was just like, oh yeah, he died. <laughs> yeah. And it was was he like one of the like one of the privates, one of the army people? He's just like, yeah, he's dead. And then he gave them another body to bury instead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. That kind of sets up. Some stuff further further down the line. Yeah, so that like pretty much sets up who he is as well. He doesn't really have a moral compass in terms of um, people's lives and feelings for how their bodies should be treated. He just sees them as uh, 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 sub- yeah subjects and tools to further his research. Um, so then we're then, then I'm pretty sure it's around there we're introduced to the bub properly, and bub is this. Um, sort of a tied up zombie who is basically like a dog learning tricks. Uh, so he, what can, is this the point where he gives him the, um, uh, the Walkman or. I think that might be a bit later. I think this time he gives him a, does he give him a gun? Sort of show. Is that this bit? So that's <laughs> is it, is when Colonel, when uh, Rhodes comes in and uh, Bub sees him and doesn't like him instantly. Um, it's like when a when a, a stranger comes into a dog's house and the dog's like looking at him, hackles <laughs> <laughs> are up. And uh, so I guess I guess it's sort of hinting that he's got some essence of his humanity left. Yeah, he's got some memory of of the man he once was because we find out he was an he was an army man. He was in the army in some in some capacity or a military man because he recognizes when he listens to the older. Uh, to listen to the old Walkman, he listens to. Is it just Star Spangled Banner or something similar to that, or just a some sort of like lovely sure military music? In that, I'm not too sure what this is to actually. I can't remember. But uh, yeah, but it's, so it's, he salutes, doesn't he? Salutes Rhodes once he sees. Yeah, Rhodes' uniform. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And then they get. Why does he go to shoot him? <laughs> like, so they give Bub a gun, like with no ammo, but he just goes to shoot the colonel, like. If you were, if why would we salute him and then try to shoot him? I think maybe Rhodes just like gives Doctor Logan a little bit of abuse at this point, and and as, then then as think and I, then Bubs yeah. and then Bubs like, I'm not having this. I'm yeah. gonna I'm gonna pop a cap in your ass. Yeah, 
but like um Rose is not impressed. He's like uh this this isn't good enough. Um I'm not too sure why he why do they stay then? I'm not too sure what happens here. Or is that the point where they start to say they're gonna leave? Yeah, well I think there's it's constantly hanging over them that they want they want out really, isn't it? All all of the military guys pretty much want to leave. They've got no interest in they think they think everything the doctors are doing down there is pretty much useless. But then Dr. Logan is trying to put across his point that he's getting somewhere. He's teaching these, well, at least one of them, but he's getting somewhere with the zombies that he feels like he's going to eventually get there where he can teach some of them to be docile, I guess. Yeah. I guess that's, I guess that's, I guess that's the end goal for him is that he can teach someone to be docile and then they can go out there into the big wide world, apply these methods to the other zombies and essentially domesticate them. Can, most of them. You can definitely see why the military guys are getting frustrated because we we've watched it and we can't even figure out what yeah, yeah. their the scientists plan <laughs> possibly be yeah like they seem so like doc, dr susan <laughs> dr sarah, sarah <laughs> dr sharon she um uh says she wants to reverse the process we don't see any evidence of her research at all like, is that uh, one bit of her spinning the test tubes for oh, like, <laughs> yeah. and then she's like, oh, I forget this, and she goes to get a paracetamol yeah. or whatever. She's just procrastinating all the time, that one. <laughs> and then um, and then Frankenstein, or Dr. Logan's, uh, like, I mean, he's getting some results, but I don't see how they can scale that to like the millions of zombies outside. There is really no practical use to that, other than like he's discovering stuff. Yeah, um, it would take forever. Sarah... You... <laughs> Go on, Dom. Oh, I was just going to say, uh, Sarah does say to him, like, when he's trying to show her the progress he's made with the surgery, and he and she says, only a handful of people can do that. There's no way that we could actually scale this up beyond this lab, you know. Ah, did she say that? Yeah, when when ah. he's it's when that exposed brain uh, zombie is yeah. is on the table. She says, you know, it's kind of useless because there's only a handful of yeah uh, scientists that can do it. Yeah. Yeah, it's got, so it, it is kind of pointless what they're doing in a way. Um, and I guess maybe <laughs> the only people who sort of have any sense are John and Bill, Billy, who just sort of, they've made their own little corner of paradise in their caravan and they're just sort of drinking and chatting and just chilling there. What accent has Billy Bob got? Is he? Is I he thought it was Irish, Car- but it was a little bit... Um... Oh, no, it, wait, I'm thinking the wrong guy. Even <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, Which one do I mean, John? I think so. I'm not completely sure. It was the it was like the Caribbean dude. Yeah, John. Yeah, John. Is that John? Sorry, I mixed up their names. Bill, Billy is a Jesus, Mary, and Joseph. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> three times in the first five minutes. <laughs> Does he? Anyway, didn't get that. Uh, but yeah, I think it's. I got um, Caribbean, but he sounded kind yeah, of like so. a fake accent he, to me. Uh, the guy who uh, I'm pretty sure I read. I forget where it was. My, maybe it was on IMDb, but I'm pretty sure I read that um, the actors from Detroit, and he, it said in the script for uh, okay. him to, to put on an accent. Yeah, um, but he he's he's sort of like they're, they're like the more normal people in the whole situation. Um, and then at some point in all this, they need more zombies from the pen, which is pretty much when the the shit starts to hit the fan. Um, so they they trust M- Miguel again to do something like he has to do his whole uh hook them around the neck job um as they're coming out of the pen but he's all for that i don't think it's actually his fault this time but you know um it, it happens twice well you can't <laughs> no one else has had this problem and uh so he's, he's got him around the neck and then it like snaps snaps yeah and then um the zombies go crazy they they bite a throat out of one guy they uh um, they bite Miguel Miguel's arm on this bit, yeah, as well, didn't they? Get him right on the on the wrist <laughs> or the forearm, wherever it is. Um, and then Miguel runs away. <laughs> Miguel, Miguel's such like a heroic <laughs> guy. Just pegs it. He's a liability. He's an absolute yeah. liability, Miguel. At this point, yeah. Uh, Steel isn't happy because obviously, like um, his mate's been bit in the throat, and he had to shoot him in the head. Um, so, Doctor. Uh, Sandra runs to <laughs> <laughs> runs after Miguel and they go back to the, the caravan where John and Billy are. Um, and then this bit's pretty gruesome where she uh, so to stop the infection, she chops it into his arm. Like it looks it looked like real, like the way he sort of went straight through the arm. It was almost yeah. like 
it's pretty much on like audition sort of level for me. That was like right. She did it. Um... She did it. She did it. She was pretty cool with doing it as well, wasn't she? There was no, there was no time wasting from her. She was straight there. Get the arm off. Yeah, it is very matter of fact. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and then burn she, the wound. Do you feel like she burned the wound for a little bit too long? Like I'm sure it didn't <laughs> take that long for like the uh, the flesh to cauterize. Like she had like a little. Did she have like a stick of uh, like a flaming stick? And she's just prodding yeah. the the bleeding arm for like a good five minutes. It seemed. You think she was enjoying it a little bit too much? And then he like well you could hear yeah I think so. Poor Miguel like he's fucked up again so he has to be like punished in somewhere or another. But <laughs> like he uh, he like looks up and sees his arm like being burned. And he doesn't, doesn't <laughs> yeah. scream or anything. He didn't oh, seem that oh. bothered. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, blooming heck. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> yeah. Pass it uh, So, whilst this is happening, the army guys, like Rose is like, right, cut the shit, we're, we're going now. Um, so they need to go and get... Oh, no, no, wait. This is when they, the army people go to Frankenstein's lab. And they see that Frankenstein's been feeding Bub meat from somewhere, and then they realise that he's been feeding them. They find like some dead army fellows body bits. Yeah. Um, by the way, when I when I saw that bit, I I thought it was just seeing the sort of stack of body parts. I found quite gruesome as well. Kind of difficult to look at. But um, <laughs> <laughs> it affects you. Yeah. Oh Jesus yeah. Christ! Uh, so then they they Rose loses his shit. And he, he shoots up um, uh, Frankenstein, and then they go to the caravan, and they're like, "John, you're the helicopter pilot. We need you." There's another scientist guy we completely forgot about. We haven't mentioned, but he's kind of a nonsense character to kill him. <laughs> and then um, John says, "No, I guess." That what happens yeah. there? John pretty much says says no, and then he doesn't doesn't he say spare this dude's life, otherwise I'm not going to freight, I'm not going to do anything for you. And then yeah. this is when they ch- this is when they chuck the uh, Doctor Sandra Sarah. <laughs> you made, you made me forget what her name is now. That's when they chuck Sarah. them in, in in the pen, don't they? Yeah, in the zombie pen. Yeah. Um, so there's not enough room in the helicopter for all of us. Yeah. Get in. There's not enough room in the helicopter. Get in the pen. Yeah. See how uh, you like it. Rhodes' famous catchphrase. <laughs> Get in the pen. Get in the Get pen. In. Get in the pen. Like, he'd be screaming it, surely. <laughs> this is when this is when Bub kind of discovers that Dr. Logan's been been shot up as well. And uh he ain't happy. Bub is not sure. happy. He's yeah. a, he's escaped, he's managed to get his change free. Uh and he's fa- and he's found himself a piece. He's found himself a nice little weapon. And uh, he remembers how to use it, and he's gonna, and he's carrying. He's he's one yeah. man trip for revenge now. He's walking around that lab like, uh, you know, the scene in RoboCop where he's first walking, <laughs> and like yeah. all the like, like it's just his his feet like walking across the floor, and he's like got the sort of cowboy John Wayne sort of thing going on. He's like a man who's just come out, come come home after a heavy night out, and he's yeah. walking around the kitchen thinking, "What can I eat?" Yeah, and he's got that. He's got that demeanor about him as yeah. he's shuffling yeah. about. Um, so they, um, John manages to escape, I think, and then he runs into the pen to find the others. Miguel becomes full on suicidal now. He's like, "I'm not living without an arm." And then he, uh... <laughs> <laughs> it was a really good, it was a really good like uh, amputee sort of style thing because it looked pretty real, didn't it? I mean, yeah. it was, it was around about here, wasn't it? And it looked pretty, it looked pretty legit. Yeah. I mean, yeah, obviously, I know he was like. So he basically goes up to the surface and then lets all the zombies into the into the bunker. So this is where the shit's really hitting the fan. Um, so we've got the the three uh, main characters in the pen uh, where there's like loads of zombies. It's like it's all like a mining area sort of around there. So the zombies everywhere. It's it's pitch black. And then we've got um, the army people running away from this whole horde of zombies, which are like um, like a flood coming into the bunker. Um, they're running away, and then... they've got a little golf. They've got a little golf cart as well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a little golf cart to, yeah. to mill about with. And, the, cool. and then we come to the bit where um, I can't remember how Steel dies, but I remember how Rickles dies because Rickles, he's Rickles. By the way, all the way through the film, he's got this horrific laugh. Yeah, he just is always laughing. It's like a like a chipmunk sort of thing, chipmunk quality. And then he falls to the floor. Um, he gets ripped apart by zombies in such a horrific way 
Like he, he's the one where they, like they peel back his face and like uh, yeah. and his eyeball and stuff. Is he the one with the vocal cords? Because there's one of them where they're ripping him. Like there's a guy uh, screaming. There's one. Might be the vocal cords one. Yeah. Rickles. Possibly. Rickles is just like his eyeball becomes exposed and in his head. I think um, Steel gets bit on the neck because he ends up shooting himself. Oh yeah, yeah, that's oh, right. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. That must have been Rickles with the old uh, with the vocal cords then. There's one mm. of them where they're screaming and then as they're like ripping their throat up, do you sort of see like <laughs> tendons stretch in the throat and then the... yeah, because his head comes, his entire head comes yeah. off, right? Yeah. And, and it, he just gets higher and higher pitch. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like it's like it's like they're ripping the the vocal cord, they're stretching him, and the the voice gets higher and higher pitch until it just like snaps, and then yeah. there's no voice. But that that bit was that, so horrific. That was horrific. That was yeah. gruesome. That was like the combination of what you could see and yeah. then hearing that. It was just like it was always like, oh god, you can kind of imagine getting your oh yeah. Yeah. It reminded me of a little bit of the thing, that stuff with all the tendrils and the mm, yeah. and just just the weird sort of like body horror body horror. Yes, film on body horror. Stuff. Yeah. It's just oh it was it was nasty. But then just we before, got, Yeah. Just before you move on with the plot, what do you think um did Miguel have a, a plan or did he really just want, want to, to fuck everyone up? Screw everyone over, yeah. I think, if he just wanted to commit suicide, why <laughs> why would you want to commit suicide by getting eaten alive by a horde of zombies. That's got to be the worst. That's got to be the worst way to go. I thought he was going to have some sort of explosive on him. I don't yeah, know yeah. why, but it ended up being just a, just the remote to put to put the elevator down. Yeah. Um, what a way to go! I if think, you just had an arm off. I think we've got to we've got to come to the conclusion here that um, Miguel was uh, a double agent because he uh, he pretty working much tra- for the zombies. <laughs> he was working for the zombies this whole time. Because it, it, whatever opportunity he got, he took it to try and like fuck everyone up with it with a with a hook around the neck twice. He let that go, <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, he slapped. Well, it just happened to break when he was holding <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> and then, <laughs> and then um, he uh, he punches Doctor Susie in the face right at the start of the film. Oh. Slaps her, I think. And then, um, and then right at the end, he, he he lets all the zombies. That is a dick a dick move. Like if there if there ever was a dick move, it was that. That's gone. That was... <laughs> because like, do you think he went to the lift and he was thinking, right, I'm going to go up here, and there'll probably be some kind of clearing that I can get through. Because it it seems purely just to screw everyone over. Like I... he didn't communicate with Sarah or yeah. the others and say like, get out quick, and I'll distract them or whatever. Yeah. Well, I think uh, he, in all honesty, I think he's he represents the sort of misanthropic uh, cynicism of we should all just be dead anyway now. Like yeah. it, this just needs to end now. There's there's no hope. Um, let's just get it over with. Um, so while whilst whilst everyone's sort of dying and uh, our heroes are disappearing through the mine, um, Bub finds. Doctor Shouty Pants, no, sorry, Corporal Shouty Pants, and uh, shoots him. This is actually the the best part of the film for me, uh, where Bub shoots him. And in terms of Doctor uh, uh, Rose's performance, this bit actually I felt was quite believable. When he gets shot, yeah, it did seem like he'd actually been shot because he sort of crawls away in this sort of like half. Um, he's trying to get away, and he's going, he's just shouting, "You shot me!" <laughs> over and over yeah. again. It's like uh, like a half like Igor walk mm. away, and then like the lift opens, um, a whole horde of zombies grab him, and I, I may have dreamt this bit, but I'm sure Bub salutes him again. He does, yeah. Okay, cool, yeah. <laughs> um, and then this brings us towards the end of the film, so they get out of the mine. You didn't mention him saying "choke on him" as he's being oh, yeah. <laughs> Which was that? He screams like as they're eating his stomach. Yeah. The last thing he says is like "choke on him." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <Choke laughs> so he's like him. a dirt bag right to the end. <laughs> oh, amazing. That was like that was kind of replicating something, wasn't it? Where so, where someone's being eaten by a zombie and they're almost like helping them eat him. Is that oh, well, one of the dead, or well, is that there is a dead set? Which is uh, Charlie Brooker's dead. Yeah, set. that that is exactly what it is. That is exactly what it is. With that really horrible. It's Andy Nyman. Douchebag. Yeah, he, yeah, uh, that's right, that's right. He's he's screaming, "You fuckers!" or something. He's like calling them names as they're basically eating his, his stomach. There's a really great scene actually, but I didn't realize like, that was. Like, I didn't realize that was sort of homage to this until I, until I watched this. Yeah, he's got kind of like just 
tearing out his own guts and like feeding them to the zombies like in a real real aggressive way like yeah. whatever eat me then yeah <laughs> i think that's pretty underrated actually that dead set it's amazing yeah it's like, it's pretty much like the precursor to uh black mirror to me in terms of that satirical horror sort of uh charlie Brooker yeah style. yeah yeah it was really well done i thought yeah really well done amazing um so they get out of the mine which i don't really understand because they, they find themselves on the helicopter pad again but surely if, if they could do that, then the zombies could have done that before yeah. when they should have been sort of locked outside the fence. It doesn't really make sense that bit. But but anyway, they uh, get in the helicopter. There is a final jump scare um, where they open the helicopter and then like hands come out towards Dr. Sarah. <laughs> Sarah. <laughs> Sarah. Sally. Dr. Sally. I started to give another one. Um <laughs> And then and then they just cut to like some some like island where they're like drinking alcohol and chilling on a beach. I think and that's <laughs> that's how it's ideal, ends. I- idyllic. Yeah. I'll be honest, I wasn't keen on the way it ended, just because it just seemed like it was a budget cut. Like you could definitely like where was the helicopter ride away? They should have been like uh, riding away, and they should have been looking down at the zombies, which are now like filtering into the bunker and they should have seen all that chaos but it could it have just, ended there yeah it could have ended with them you know flying off into the into the distance yeah that yeah. would that would have been a, a, an acceptable ending i think we didn't really necessarily need that one but i guess i can't really remember the ending so much of dawn of the dead in the remake of dawn of the dead they go to an island don't they but it, it does still have zombies on it i can't remember if they did yeah, that and yeah they did there's more zombies on the island yeah i remember yeah they kind of like go oh we've made it to a... they they leave obviously leave on a boat they they end up at another sort of lovely island where they're like oh there's going to be no one here and as as they sort of approach walk along the pier zombies do sort of like descend on them i don't know if they did that in the original now i can't really remember it just ends off uh with with flyboy and uh whatever her name is on the roof of the mall, and then they fly, they fly away, and that's it. Yeah, yeah um, that's right. I feel like this film could have done with a similar ending to The Mist. You know when? Um, <laughs> oh so, my god! So, because the, the the idea of the end of The Mist is when they um, they drive off, and then it just seems never ending. There's monsters everywhere. It just feels like there's never the the end. Of, there's they're never going to get to a point where they've escaped this chaos. And they could have in this. They could have flown off and just seen zombies and zombies and zombies wherever they went. And it could have just ended with that sort of... Cause I think that's what this film was trying to say was... Hopeless ending. It's hope Like, there are literally zombies everywhere now. This is the day of the day. This is, there is too many of them now. Um, but then it has this whole desert, I mean, uh, remote island drinking out of coconut scene. I feel like this, this is... Romero trying to make it more palatable in some way because um, night of everyone's dead, dawn yeah. of two of the four survive, and then in this it's like everyone you really care about is made it in, a, in yeah, paradise. That's a good point. Yeah, and then there's a bit of a, um, uh, a bookend style mirror to the start where I think she starts starts a new calendar, but mm. it, that seems a little bit forced as well. Like, yeah. Yeah, I think like it. calendar stuff, you kind of like, yeah, didn't care about. It. I would have liked an ending when we saw Bub somewhere wandering yeah, out, yeah, doing something, cool. and I don't know, putting a hat on or something. That would have been, <laughs> that would have been good. Yeah, wink, cowboy wink, winking at, yeah, yeah, cowboy I, hat. I finished winking at some female zombies. <laughs> yeah. They should have recreated the first scene when they're all in the the hall shouting each other, but with Bub playing Rhodes, just like <laughs> yeah, everyone yeah. really loud. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> that would be good. So, uh, I mean, in terms of like directing style, for me, I think Tom Savini did the practical effects. That like just stole the show for me. Like, I, in fact, I I just love this film mainly because of the practical effects. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, they were they were pretty they were outstanding, really stellar for that sort of era. I mean, I know we get a lot of stuff, a lot of great stuff from from the eighties, obviously, but a lot of bad stuff as well. So, so it was good to see. Yeah. Good to see it was all it was all pretty up there. It's, it's I mean, I know some, some, sorry, man. some of the zombies were just like you know slavered in grey or green muck, yeah. <laughs> but but you know that was just for like the crowd scenes, I guess. But a lot of the important sort of gruesome bits were really well done. Yeah, yeah. It's just sort of fun to see something where 
there's effects that you're like, I I really can't figure out exactly how they did that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because the, the, it seems that so much of, of the actor is gone. <laughs> like, you think, well, where were they? There was the bit where um, uh, there's like a zombie sit, like, lying on a on a gurney and he sort of, his straps snap and he stands up or like, leans to his side and it's like lasagna yeah. falls out of his stomach. <laughs> like... <laughs> And it looked, but I can't. I was like exactly the same thing. I couldn't see where his body actually was behind the lasagna. In the, like it just seemed, I don't know, un- unreal in places. And the, telling you that the the vocal cord bit, like, was so like so inspired. I've never seen that done like that again no. anywhere or in that same way. It's, su- it's surprising it hasn't been redone. Exactly. I mean, it yeah, might have, yeah. it might have been, but it's surprising. Yeah. It was very very impactful. It was almost like. What was that? What was? <laughs> oh, I did have to rewind it and sort of take that that bit in again to make sure that bit definitely happened. Yeah, <laughs> there's a it, bunch was, of, it was uh, great. There's a bunch of behind the scenes footage that um, surfaced somehow. I think it's actually like from Tom Savini's camcorder that he took on set to document everything. Yeah, uh, it somehow got out. Um, it's all on YouTube, and basically you can see quite a lot of the big effect shots being set up. And if you ever want to kind of peek behind the the curtain that they're really interesting yeah i mean it doesn't it's not really ruined the the magic of it for me in some ways it it was you know it was like, wow it added to it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. they put so much work into the shot um yeah it's just like, like it wasn't like a massive budget film um yeah was it uh 3.5 million possibly did i not see that recently yeah. uh well don't don't talk, i've got some trivia yet so uh, don't don't be saying no. <laughs> right. Don't be saying nothing about the numbers, mate. Yeah, oh, forget the numbers. Three point anything. Yeah. Yeah. So in terms of like jump scares and shitty pants moments, um, jump scares there's like two, which were like proper jump scares, which were there's essentially the same jump scare twice. It's that bit with the arms coming out the wall. It's just arms coming out of like empty space, really. Yeah. Oh, you get you get when when a doctor Sarah. Goes into visit goes into visit Doctor Logan at one point. Bub scares her, doesn't he? Uh, oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Comes yeah. up behind her. So it goes to and she's right. He's right there. I did. Yeah. I did read somewhere that there are rumors that uh, it sounded like he says "I'm sorry" after he scares her. But I did go and listen back to it, and it was kind of just like moaning, moaning. Yeah. But uh, obviously, we we didn't mention over that he does actually speak in in the film when when Doctor Logan uh, hands him a phone and tells him that what? it's Ant. What does he say? He says something like, um, hello, Aunt something. Aunt Elisa or... Aunt Elisa, yeah, yeah. It's, it's Aunt Elisa on the phone. Say hi, uh, Aunt Elisa. Sort of oh, says, yeah, yeah, I remember now. yeah, yeah. Which I don't know the relevance in, in that. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I know, yeah, there might be some significance to that. Yeah. Oh, I think the... the do you think the head reveal, like the, se- the separated head with the... With the brain. The wires on it. Is... Not not the not the the revealed brain, but the um, head of one of the military because it kind of is they react. Oh yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and is his face like moving or something, or his eyes? Yeah, are moving? the eyes yeah, are still yeah, going. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty gruesome. Um, I think in terms of shitty pants moments, I think the soaring of the, like the chopping of the arm, I actually that did affect me. I, I thought that was pretty scary, and just the, the zombies ripping people up, like. It was, it was amazing. <laughs> that, that for me made the film. Um, but it wasn't, I wouldn't say it was scary. It was just fun, a fun horror film. I think it was quite creepy. As I mentioned at the start, like the claustrophobic nature of it definitely made it. Because I think that's what obviously George A. Romero's done, in, especially mm. in the trilogy of the dead films, the claustrophobic element. With Night of, it's just a house. With Dawn of, obviously the shopping mall. Uh, it's all sort of like quite, uh, yeah. quite, quite close quarters. Everything, which I guess is what makes the whole zombie thing quite, quite scary. Anyway, yeah, it, I guess because the, the... they're quite slow and shuffling. Yeah, you kind of feel like it, you're only really going to be threatened by them if you're in these scenarios. And I guess it makes the most of being in quite a claustrophobic environment to really accentuate the horror element. I was, I was more scared of the humans in this than the than zombies, which I guess is actually the point. Um, just annoyed by them, if anything. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I've got we some didn't trivia. Really talk about the sound. Uh, oh yeah, uh, um, is there anything? But like I just the music say, like, 
Yeah, and just kind of the the noise when they're going to the the pen where they keep the test subjects. Just kind of the noise of them down the tunnel mm. um, is pretty good. You know, it's always there, and it's kind of just wailing, echoing down the. Well, like yeah. throughout the film, they just you can just hear them in the background. Or whenever you go, whenever they go to the the bits to get more of them, yeah. or I think there's even that bit um, when Sarah's gone to the caravan and she's sat in the little garden they've made. Yeah. You can definitely hear them. Oh, God. Kind of... Can you imagine just hearing zombies all the time? That's how I was thinking of imagining the smell as well. Yeah, yeah. The whole place, especially with Frankenstein walking around constantly <laughs> covered in like entrails. <laughs> just yeah. have a shower. You haven't had a shower in months. Yeah. Oh, there's an important word to be done. <laughs> um, so I've got some trivia. Um, I don't know how you want to do this. Did you just sort of both want to chime in? Yeah, this we'll is both Ben's thing. He's got we'll on, a, on a roll. <laughs> I think we should both do it, Dom. If we both have a little okay. pop, because then we can make it a little bit more. Uh, we could make a little bit more of a game of it, I guess. Okay, so okay. on a roll. This is a, a quote that George A. Ramirez said about the film. Uh, he said, "This film is a tragedy." So basically, did he say or or didn't he say this? Uh, it's a tragedy about how uh, a lack of human communication causes chaos and collapse, even in this small little slice of pie society. And by pie, I mean cherry pie. <laughs> True or false? Are we answering for the whole quote? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What are we doing? We might just change one word. We might have said apple pie. Um, <laughs> well, true. Did he... I reckon that's true. I reckon that's true. Don't. <laughs> well, it's true. Well, well, you can have half a point, I guess, because he did say most of that, but he didn't say it was like cherry pie. Did not specify the flavor. You don't say. You didn't even specify the flavor. You answered. This is mad. This is madness. I can't work like this. This is crazy. I put. I put words in his mouth. I literally put cherry pie in his mouth. Um, <laughs> so okay. So number two. Um, <laughs> this is true. Uh, Romero, <laughs> Romero originally intended the film to be the breakfast of Tiffany's of zombie films. <laughs> <laughs> you already you've already ruined this because you said it at the start. I like I like what I like about this most is that you're laughing at your own at your own mistreatment of the trivia. Yeah. Okay, so we didn't even get to hear it before you laughed that time. <laughs> uh, so you intended the film to be the breakfast of Tiffany's of zombie films. Is that true or false? False. False. Okay, so you got that one correct. So okay. Uh, we sort of know this one already. The budget was cut in half from seven million to a scant three point five million to allow Romero to stick to his own artistic vision and to make the film unrated. True or false? Scant. True. <laughs> True. Okay, that's uh, Dom. What are you going for? True. Okay, cool. Uh, that's correct. Yeah. Uh, the alligator we see at the beginning of the film was brilliantly portrayed by Andy Serkis Senior. <laughs> <laughs> It was actually almost fell off my chair. <laughs> Who performed the role in front of a green screen and was implanted afterwards? We're laughing because that one's so obvious, Luke. Like that one's definitely true. Okay, cool. I'll say that as a as a true answer. I'm afraid you got that <laughs> one he, wrong. Did he play uh, anyone else? Um, not in this one. No. Um, so we know what the answer is. That is true, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, at the end of the yep. first Resident Evil film, there is a newspaper that blows past, which has the headline. The Dead Walk, which is a direct reference to the newspaper in this. That's film. true. That is true. That's when, have... that's when that's when she shotguns. Uh, she's walking through the street and she sort of shotguns and yeah, there's there's definitely a paper that says the Dead Walk. <laughs> Dumb. Ben seems very confident, so. Oh, I bloody hope so now. Okay, so uh, <laughs> the, the last one then. So some of the zombies in the film, uh, the actors playing the zombies, were paid uh, a dollar on a sandwich and a bottle of root beer to be in the film. Was it a dollar? A what? A dollar and a sandwich and a bottle of root beer. Yeah, that sounds good enough to me. Yeah, definitely. Well, Dom? I've heard differently to that. Have you? Oh, it'd be yeah. Inter- it'd be interesting to know it. Um, so then they, get like a, then they get like a copy of the paper as well, the dead walk on it. Did I not read that somewhere? I think the thing that I heard was that they got a baseball cap that said, I was a zombie in dawn, uh, Day of the Dead. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I don't know, because this is... The, what So... What I read was uh, they got paid a dollar and a sandwich. Um, I added the bottle of root beer. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But um, no, I don't know. know, Maybe that's wrong. Um, Maybe. 
Yeah. I've lost count. I've lost count of what the scores are anyway. So well, you know. so you, you got half a point for the cherry pie one. Both of you. Um, the breakfast at Tiffany's uh, was Pulse got that right. Uh, so one and a half. Uh, the budget was cut from seven million. Got that right. So uh, two and a half. Alligator was Andy Circus Senior. You got that right. Uh, so <laughs> three and a half. And then four and a half for the Dead Walk newspaper. So let's just say four and a half out of five. Four and a half out of five. Yeah. Oh, that's, pretty, that's pretty good going there. Yeah. Uh, okay, so... <laughs> Everyone's a winner. Yeah. I don't know who won that. Everyone's a winner. <laughs> let's just say. So I guess we've got to come to the point where we sort of talk about the rating of the film and we average it out normally. Um, Dan, what, did you, what would you give this film? Um, I think it was good fun. Uh, the gore effects are very good. Probably the strongest thing. Acting's kind of hit or miss. I would say B minus. Okay. And uh, Ben? Mm. Um, yeah, I, re- I really enjoyed it. I mean, like, I love, I love zombie films. I love sort of like, I love modern zombie stuff and I love all the classic uh, George A. Romero stuff as well. It's kind of got like a really good, really good vibe to it. It kind of feels, it's, it's, it's a bit ridiculous. But yeah. like it is a bit scary anyway. I think like for me, my in, my first official in into the zombie genre, uh, not just including films, was the original Resident Evil film and the uh, sorry, the original Resident Evil game, yeah, not the yeah. film. <laughs> and the and like the dialogue and the voice acting in that is absolutely awful. But it kind of like that is kind of part of its charm. Yeah, and I feel like I feel like that about this film. Like yes, it's a bit over the top. Yes, it's a bit ridiculous. Yes, a lot of the characters are caricatures of you know yeah yeah scientists and soldiers and yeah but i do think that is part of its charm so i think i just i give it a b okay so um i would i i really enjoyed this film uh i thought it was great i've enjoyed this the most out of any film so far uh but i would give it a b i would would have given it an a but i just can't get over some of that acting <laughs> like it was just so one note in time, especially Rhodes. And I just feel like I know he's doing a caricature, but even still, he could still he he was still quite scary in some of the scenes. But I still I feel like if you put like Tom Hardy in that role, there would be an up and down, there'd be like levels, and it'd still be fucking terrifying. Like he'd get quiet and he'd get in your face, and like this guy was just shouting all the time. <laughs> like I don't yeah, know. The, so... the, I read uh, so the actor who plays Rhodes, Joseph yeah. Pilato. Yeah. Um, he's also in Dawn of the Dead. Uh, but just as a police officer, Did he um, I don't know how, how, how big. I don't know how big of a role he's got. But uh, SWAT team or something at the start. Oh. Yeah, I didn't uh, know that. And yeah. just just from just from looking at his filmography, uh, he's also in Pulp Fiction as the Dean Martin lookalike in the diner scene, <laughs> <laughs> shouting his bloody head off yeah. as well. Um, yeah, so I guess we average out as a B, slight a slightly low B, but um, yeah, it's good. I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Next Good fun. on the list is actually another zombie film. I mean, not a zombie film. Another film I really, really like. It's uh, Drag Me to Hell. Have you seen it? Yeah. Oh man, I haven't seen Good. it. Sam Raimi. Sam Raimi again. The second Sam Raimi film on this on this list so far. Yeah, and it's uh, it's a very Sam Raimi film. Like it's it fits into the whole Evil Dead sort of. It's actually scary, but it fits into the whole Evil Dead sort of like tone, I guess, so well. And it's mm. uh, and it's got Hungarian gypsies in it, which is my nickname to my uh, father-in-law. <laughs> That's what's why he calls me. <laughs> calls me Hungarian gypsy all the time. Um, but yeah, so Blade. Um, yeah, I've got strange. Ben, fun. remember that one for the trivia section. <laughs> yeah, 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 I will. I will. Uh, um, okay, so this show is brought to you by the Story Studio Hawk and Cleaver. Head over to www.hawkandcleaver.com and grab a free book. Become a patron for access to early episodes. No, early access to episodes, bonus content, and heaps of free stuff. Over at patreon.com forward slash Hawker Cleaver. Thanks to that guy for doing the music. Thanks to ACAST for hosting the show. <laughs> Thanks to the listeners. If you enjoyed the show, give us a five star rating and review in iTunes. And remember to hit subscribe. Thanks to our guest today, uh, uh, zombie expert Dom. Um, if we have any more zombie films, you want to come on again? Sure, yeah. It's I'm good sure fun. In fact, no, uh, uh, Night of the Living Dead is on this list. So, ah. Dawn of the Dead's got to be on there as well, isn't it? It's Dawn's not, not on there. It's not on there, no. Oh, what? So I, I, I thought, thought it was a day out for Dawn. Shaun of the Dead is on there. 
Yeah. Maybe they were like, it sounds too similar. We should go with the original, Shaun of the Dead. <laughs> but yeah. Um, I, uh, yeah, where can we, where can we find you on Twitter in that, Dom? Uh, I, I guess my name. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's uh, at Dom Biddle. Um, I, that was a test. Yeah. Uh, so follow me at Luke Condor and follow Ben at Ben at Ben underscore Errington yeah cool okay bye bye thanks for having me Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.